How's my hair look? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the My Friends Basement Studio Podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, My name is Maxim. My name is Connor. And we're the, uh, he's the friend in, this is his is, basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. someone, I was at a show last night and I explained the dynamic. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh yeah, Maxim Studio. I'm like, yeah, I work there. I live there. He's like, oh, you're the friend. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's kind of funny because a lot of people know me first. Mm-hmm. But when they actually see that, like when I hand them off, hand them off to you yeah. for like scheduling and stuff, I feel like there's like a jarring thing where it's like, oh. He doesn't live here. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, things have been things have been busy. Yeah, it's so been busy. We haven't, even though this will come out weekly, we haven't recorded in a few weeks because we had a few episodes yeah. backlogged. Um, but a, like, it almost feels like from the last time we recorded, we were talking about um, what you what we learned from the podcasting convention. Yep. that was a month ago, actually. Yeah, and. In case you're keeping up on the timeline yeah. for, your, for your My Friend's Basement Studio canon. Uh, <laughs> but there's so many things that have happened. Yeah. Like, almost the business model has been redeveloped. Yeah. We've launched shows. We're starting to do work that I didn't think we would get into this early. Yeah. Um, but I know we, we usually start with lessons learned. We can dive into some of that other stuff. Well, I yeah. guess we're here. Let me, because well, it kind of ties into it. I think, oh, yeah, let's do, let's start with lessons learned. Keep okay. It, keep it clean. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. This, this week might be more of a, more of a diary of the business development than an explicit tutorial. Yeah. Cause we so. talked, we said we were going to talk about marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to have our graphic designer on. They were unavailable. Um, and so, like, we, yeah, I think we just said, let's, you know, we'll try and get him on at some point in the future. And have a, a little bit more of an expert. We maybe, maybe we start bringing guests on. So. Yeah, but this week we just got to talk about what we've been up to for the last month, basically what yeah. we've been doing with the business. But start with lessons learned. What do you got? I think patience is the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this isn't like I didn't learn this in the last month, but I think it's been more crystallized in the last month. Okay. Because uh, you know, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast. Uh, I think we shared it on your uh, "Don't Quit Your Day Job" show. But like, I quit my job. More, it was a convenient time to quit my job, but it was also like I did that to start building the studio. Yeah, and there's a sense of urgency that that brings, mm-hmm. and so it's very much like any type of conversation, anytime podcast comes up, it's like you come use our studio type of yep, thing. Yep. <laughs> and that's kind of become like a joking thing I do now with like people that have been around me enough. Like I'll sh- I'll ham it up for friends that are like heard about the studio a lot i do it too um (laughs) but it is one of those things where i'm like in more public settings unless someone's explicit like we are developing a podcast yeah i used to be like okay come to us now i'm like you know let us know if there's anything we can do to help even if you go somewhere else we can be a sounding board and like i don't need to pitch it as much Mm. the nice part is we've grown a really good reputation and that kind of goes back into what i was talking about in terms of getting into new work that i didn't foresee happening this quickly yeah but there's a piece of it like because the business is running in the right direction it's almost a waiting game it's like people that we have talked to six weeks ago and they're like, yeah, we're, we'll be doing our own thing, have come back around. It's just like, as long as you keep doing good work, yeah. and you focus on that, and you just keep being social. You let people know that you you care about the work they're doing. Right. You don't need to sell yourself as hard. Um, there's always a little bit of sales in there, but it's really like a patience game. Like, And it's in part of that patience comes like, we want people that want to be here, that want to work right. with us. Yeah. Um, and so it's like a natural fit of like waiting for the people that want to work with us mm-hmm. and then not not pushing people here that don't want to work with us. Yeah. I honestly like the way I think about it is like anytime I start something new, I always think about the first year of it as like your freshman year, right? This is mm-hmm. our freshman year of having We're a six podcast months into studio. It. Yeah. No, well, now, so it depends it, on the timeline you're looking at. If you're looking at uh, when we started building it, it's been over six months. But if you're saying from the first client, just under yeah. six months. But yeah, first client, like this is still our freshman year of having a studio. You yeah. think about it. Now think about your freshman year of college versus your senior year of college. Yeah. Like it's so different. And even then it's like, I mean, I thought about the same thing with comedy. Like, oh, my freshman year of comedy versus like four years in, which is where I'm now. Yeah. 
worlds apart. Yeah. And that's just part of the patience game. It's like you just have to remind yourself like things like take time. And the fact that we have so many clients already, like we're, yeah, it's we're, kind of silly. We're on, we're probably up to like 20 by now. Well, it like, depends on how you count it. Contract signs versus clients in the studio because some yeah. people are multiple. We're way over 20 for counting just clients, yeah. whole, whole number. Mm -hmm. Contract signed, it's a little bit less. Um, but, so we're like chugging along. Honestly, I'm surprised that like, it seems like every week we get like one new person who's interested. It's been more than that recently. We've had yeah. three or four people reach out this past week, week before that. Mm -hmm. It was three. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, patience, waiting game. Just... It, it really is. And it's like, we also, we talked about this in the very first episode. We can't grow too fast or we yeah. will implode. We'll implode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we grow too fast, we have to raise rates and then no one's happy. <laughs> that and just like burnout. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I've definitely gotten very close to burnout a few times. And you've been really good about like, take care of yourself. Like, go do those other things. <laughs> Don't be at home. Because I'm so good about the patience waiting game. So oh, I know it's yeah. just like, it, everything you po could possibly do. I don't think anything in life can be qualified as a sprint except for those like things for like a, a real job where they're like, yeah. we need this like today. But for the most part, yeah, everything is just kind of like, if we draw it out and take a healthy balanced approach to it. Yeah. And like, we still have incoming traffic. If like, if we had like three clients and that's like where we're stuck. I'd be like, okay, let's like pick it up and grind on it. But right now we're doing very well with the organic growth. So I'm like, we can take a little bit of backseat. Don't spend too much time. And we also have um, shows in-house that we know we're going to need to support more. That's yeah. one of the other things yeah. that we've started to do. I'm sure we'll get into it later. Yeah. But like there's at least three or four projects we'll need to be really hands-on for. And that's way more work yeah. than what we're doing right now anyway it's it's night and day it's yeah. like just knowing what is coming down like part of the reason i think you should chill now is because there will not be time to chill later yeah <laughs> we're doing a lot of things to try and prepare for that yeah so i guess before we we dive into the the meaty stuff i'll do my my yeah, lessons yeah. learned my lessons learned is about a little thing called compression mm -hmm. oh the compression knob on the switcher so uh well, that and eq Andy queuing. Yeah. Uh, so kind of after engineering dozens and dozens of episodes at this point, like we we're over a hundred recordings with clients. Oh yeah, we are. And yeah. just like a hundred video recordings. Video recordings. And there's yeah. more audio. Only. Yeah. So we're probably close to 150. Yeah. But uh, I was always like, there was some like our switcher, like, listen, we're, we're self-taught audio engineers in some ways. Yeah. Uh, we do know what we're doing, and this you can tell by listening to this that we do, <laughs> we understand what's going on. Yeah, but for a while, level. I was like, we have shows right where people are very quiet, and we have shows where the people are very loud. We have shows that bounce between the two. So some some shows I can set the the gain levels just to whatever the person's normal speaking voice is, and I'll speak that way the whole time. This is one of those shows, basically. Yeah. yeah. Then there's other shows where people will speak normally for part of it or like be really quiet and then they'll be yelling at each other for other parts. So you're kind of doing a lot of this like game tracking and trying mm -hmm. to make sure it, it, you're not um, peaking all the yeah. time. And so this kind of forced me to like, I need to learn how to use the compression like knobs specifically on the mixer. And yeah. kind of after some exper experiments, I kind of found it's like, oh, the, I don't, I don't know what the, the, what the number is. I think it's like the scale is like a, a decibel scale. But I found like there's a sweet spot for like every person where it's like when you have low compression, you got to freaking scream at the top of your lungs before it comes in and like cuts it off a little bit. But what I'm finding is like there's a sweet spot for every guest where it's like, oh, most shows are about like 25% of the knob turned up, right? So yeah. if someone laughs really loud, it might peak a little bit. But for the most part, all the actual important audio data is like in a good range. Some shows, though, where they're like really loud, I'm putting them at like 60% compression or, or sorry, yeah. 40. And I noticed that if you go above like above halfway on the knob, it starts to sound very tinny and kind of yeah. like... Kind of like uh, talking in a little cup, you know. Well, there's so there's a few things with the compression that I've noticed. Some mm -hmm. some guests, and I try. I don't. I don't always share this, but I 
should more is like remember it's like a stage mic where if you like, yeah this is like i'm not gonna get really loud but if you get louder and you pull it closer it's gonna peak yeah it's like you need to go the opposite direction and there's some shows too where it's like they don't have that instinct so it's like a little bit of coaching in that like yeah this this doubles this don't don't pull closer <laughs> and get louder yep um and on top of that there's the shows we have um with the eqing yeah. i mean this is all kind of like I'm sure there's a guide to doing this right, but like with the EQing on the mixer or the switchers, the mixer, I was, they're right next to each other yeah. on the table, the mixer. Uh, I, I was finding that guests with lower voices were coming in so much louder than guests were hi with higher voices. And generally yeah. people with higher voices were speaking quieter as well. <laughs> so there'd be a large disparity in the, the, like, the signal level. Yeah. And I realized like, oh, on our mixer we had the we had the low end turned up like 6 db or something which is insane and then the the high end kind of turned down so i i did some adjustment and i guess my my big takeaway would be i think if i were to like start fresh like i i want us to be like for us we want to have those audio levels like basically the same between shows to make sure yeah. we have consistency if i were to reset this whole thing up i would get like a variety of people on and for each for each channel on the the mixer, oh, I would tune it to their voice to get all their levels, like basically the same, coming in the same through the headphones, sounding very similar, and then maybe taking an average of those and kind of setting all the tracks. That's a very to engineering that. mindset. Yeah, um, I don't know how you chose the numbers the first time. No, I think I just was like testing things with my own voice and was like, eh, okay, well, that makes sense because you have a lower voice, yeah. so you're gonna boost the the lower end a little bit to make it more full sounding. The yeah, what we should do, this is a pro tip. Uh, Sweetwater is a very good resource. Sweetwater mm -hmm. is who helped us get our mixer, uh, microphones, mic arms. It, it wasn't like like a, um, they just were like, yeah, these are the things. Like I sat in the phone with one of their sales representatives for 45 minutes talking about how to set up the studio and like what's, what are our long-term goals, what equipment to buy. And um, I always end up calling the same person and we should call and just be like, hey, what do you recommend? Because mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things, uh, learning the, well, we know we don't know that. <laughs> so that's the first degree yeah. of not knowing. But it's like, we should just sit down with someone who knows a little bit more. We have a few friends that know a little bit more about um, EQing than we do. So yeah. maybe we just go, do we want something more neutral? Do we want to uh, uh, boost it before it gets into where we're recording and figure it out? Oh, I always get... There was okay. I, I rewatched the first episode, and I don't know if you remember this, but you remember someone fell down the stairs in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a laundry room, a shared laundry room right there, and someone yeah. fell down the stairs. Yeah, it was very. We were just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a gross little fact too. Uh, one of our um, clients, Shatha, pointed out to me last night. She's like. Do they have rats in the walls? Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> this this yeah. vent, they're, they're like they're like in the ducts, and sometimes they all hear their little feet. It's been kind of quiet recently, but Shatha goes, "Yeah, I heard them squeaking at each other." So you heard them squeak? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you heard them I, talking. I um, that's something we've known since I've moved in. I yeah. think even before, because I got in in March, my roommates moved in in January, and they that was like I called someone. And they sent someone over. That's also when we learned the backyard uh, is a flooding risk. And it's been really sick, really sick learning <laughs> experience. Um, but they set something up. And then a few days later, we still hear everything. Yeah. Uh, or it was a little bit less, but still like not not fixed. We called and we're like, hey, can you help with this? And they're like, yeah, here's the number for pest control. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's your job, but I'll call them. And then they didn't pick up. And I was like, I don't want them to think that I'm getting charged for it. If and you, you can pay out of pocket for pest control and you can deduct it from your rent. That's coming your way. <laughs> this is a New York City tip, guys. <laughs> that's, um, but but they, yeah. they literally stopped answering our phone calls. Oh, my God. They, our, our landlord would not pick up the phone. Like, I'm pretty sure if we got locked out ever, we would be stranded outside for several days. I have a key. Well, yeah, I th we, there's enough of us here, but it is one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if they would pick up. Like, yeah. I don't know where they are. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that is a thing. Um, but anyway, lessons learned. Yeah, lessons. Uh, e EQing is important. Uh, it's more important than you think it is. And maybe we'll pick up a, maybe we'll see if I can get like an audio recording, like 
textbook or something and we can flip through that or maybe yeah. just watch some who, who am I kidding I'm gonna watch some YouTube videos yeah <laughs> well, some of the YouTube videos and I think this is one of the things that is of interest um it's like a lot of them are just like so like either too specific about a certain project yeah or like speaking over your head and there's like too many things going on yeah you need something in between of like here's a general guide mm -hmm. to it um I know there's a lot of specifics but like if you have good recommendations just drop a link yeah, in the yeah. comments like please, let us know please when i was getting into like electronics before i was started college i found there was a plethora of beginner information and a ton of hyper advanced information on the internet there wasn't the in-between to connect all that and then when i went to college i was like oh that's that's where that intermediate stuff is. It's yeah. an engineering school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that talk about gatekeeping. You know what the biggest gatekeeper is of all? The noise gate on the mixer. College. <laughs> College, yeah. <laughs> College is literally, it's like, you want the information? Pay $60,000 per year. Yeah. But... We're not here to roast college. We're not here to roast college. We're actually here to talk about how we've developed as a business. <laughs> <laughs> so, timeline-wise, starting from... We went to the podcast events mm -hmm. that wrapped, and then we, I think the first, the first big thing we did was we finally launched our website. Yeah, that was, it was about three or so weeks after that, and at the same time, we launched uh, the first pod video podcast launch with us, because Female yeah. Intern has been out for a while. That show's doing really well. Check it out on Spotify, but S&D is the first video podcast, mm -hmm. and they're also treating it a bit more like a business. Um, female intern is too, but it's a different like growth strategy. Yeah. yeah. But S and D's like clip heavy, like grow the social medias. Um and so those things almost happen at the same time, yeah. which wasn't the plan, but then they happen at the same time and uh, I did not get much sleep. Yeah. So I guess first let's start with the website. Yeah. So website and branding, same time. And branding, yeah. same time. So we have a graphic designer who is doing our branding and the website stuff and general kind of content look and feel yeah. for us. Uh, website looks dope. You can check it out at myfriendsbasement.com or myfriendsbasement.studio. I think uh, Justin, our graphic designer, said he wants to use .studio in a lot of the branding. .studio is so much better. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. I would even say let's get, when you type in .studio, it goes to myfriendsbasement.com. We, we should switch that. Switch we, that. I, know how to, I know how to switch that. Hell yeah. Um, okay, yeah, because let's go dot .studio. Because dot .studio, that's, I think it's one of those little marketing things. It's like when you do something that makes your brain feel good to look at it and type it in, do that one. <laughs> do that one. <laughs> so we launched it, um, and then we launched a bunch of posts on social media, and that actually went really well. I mm -hmm. think our social media isn't growing at the rate that I would have anticipated. I think we're having a lot of follow for follow with people that come in here. Yep. Um, but that day when we launched our branding, we got a ton of shout outs. We had a client who comes in from LA to record here. That's when they let us know that they were coming back. And that mm. actually led to another booking. They, I think I told you this, mm. um, the second book, the, th the third booking, well, technically the first booking of the day on Wednesday, this past Wednesday was a recommendation from the people in LA to a New York comic. Oh, wow. Um, so they reached out to a ton of people, shared it. Uh, I think we had like close to 30 stories. Mm -hmm. We were on 30 stories or something like wow. that. Um, so it did really well. Um, I don't know if the algorithm loved that we funded it because after that, our stuff did not get shared as much. Yeah, that's okay. But it, for us, it's like we don't need we're not trying to reach the random people on the internet for the most part where we want to reach friends of friends, potential clients. Cause that's where yeah. the creatives we're targeting are. Yeah. And, um, so website, I mean, there was a lot of conversations about how it looks between me and the graphic designer and yeah. like the landing page, all the copy, all of that stuff. Um, it like our open mic is listed on there. But we kept it really simple. It's basically a home page, the open mic page, and then like a services. services page. So this is one of the things that was really discussed when we were building the website was do we list our rates on there? Yeah. And we met um, with another podcast. We had a, just a sit down Zoom call. And we were already kind of leaning this way, but they're like, don't list your rates. Yeah. 
um, which I think was actually a really smart thing to do for a couple of reasons. Like we're not trying to hide what we're doing. We don't change rates. Everyone, if any of our clients talk to each other, they're all getting the same rate. Mm -hmm. Some people get the four episode discount, which is a thing we're like, we need to figure out from our business end because it's like, it's a little of a bit of a gray area and we've come into some problems with it. Yeah. Um, but the, the, like there's no pulling the wool over anyone's eyes. Right. Um, but the, um, I think it's a few things, which is like some clients do ultimately want more. Our, our base package is you come in here, you record, we do our cleaning through Isotope and um, Adobe Audition, then we EQ it, and then we send you that package. We're not cutting things like random sections. We're not doing any of that more hands-on stuff. But what you pay that for what you pay, you get the recording time, and you get the final product, yeah. quote unquote, final product. Um, but there are some people like that are now requesting for us to do editing, editing specifically, or editing on top of the recording, and that is more time, which means that we should be compensated a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard to like write all of those details into one description uh, services page. To be like, there's just so many little nuances. Mm -hmm. That it would yeah. get really confusing. But the other side of it is if we don't list it, people have to ask us and then we have to start having conversations, which is, I think, really when we get to show off our strengths because we get to right. talk with people about how much we care about their project. And we're not just sitting there being like, yes, please come work with us. We're like, we have, I think we've had conversations about like, all right, your show should be actually seasonal. You maybe shouldn't record as many as you were thinking or like you actually shouldn't go for audio. Like we won't, try and just upsell everyone. We try and do what's best for their business. Yeah. And we can only learn that through conversation and not listing our rates starts that conversation earlier. Yes, I agree. I think it's also, I, <laughs> I think not listening to rates is also good because it's like what we, what we thought coming into this is a lot of the shows we're going to have like kind of the standard, like the same shape, if you will. Like, you know, intro, outro, one hour of content or so. And we're like, okay, we're priced for that, for the one-shot comedy podcast. And as time has gone on, it's like, oh, we're going to have like probably a lot more variety soon. We decided yeah. for this early, which is kind of a manageable format. Yeah. But if we have our rates on our website, there's a lot of room for misinterpretation. Like, oh, you said one hour is this and your editing is this. Yeah. Well, not if you want it chopped and screwed and cut and stretched and like you want all these things in there. So not having the rates explicitly on the services page it helps us and it helps our, it helps manage the expectations of the customer because then they directly interface with us. Yeah. I mean, it starts the dialogue a lot earlier Yeah, and it's like, we, we show that we're no bullshit up front. Mm -hmm. Um, and then people, I think respect that and also like understand that when we explain other things. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the website too, we went heavy with the Polaroids. People seem yeah. to love them. We got to figure out, we have too many for our bulletin board. I think we we're going to put them down pile. the stairs. I think that's the next thing on that shelf area. We need a little... We, we got to go through our budget. Um, I think I think we got to use some like blue sticky tack. And then just yeah, like yeah, yeah. stick them to the wall. Yeah. A big row. I think that'll be the... We should get some of that. I mean, I think... Yeah, we went in that direction um, on the homepage and the services page. Which I think is nice. Like a lot of what we try and do is showcase the people who are here. Yeah. I think in general, we, we, I've boiled it down to us doing two things, uh, when it comes to marketing or like social media, which is explaining the value that we provide to our clients, mm. then amplifying our clients. Yeah. They need to know what we will do for them. And then what we know that they know we will support them. Yeah. And, um, but it's more about the people who are here than us. Right, exactly. Uh, and they, as long as we keep that focus, things will be, things will be good. Um, we call that a you. podcaster sneeze. Oh, <laughs> so silent. Fun, <laughs> fun fact. So the college radio station I worked at had a cough button. Mm -hmm. And if you're familiar with a cough button, you press it when you're coughing and your mic gets muted. It's kind of fun. Um, but so many people would ask, oh, does that insert a cough into the track? <laughs> Like, ugh. yeah, like <laughs> people want to listen to that. Normal, and like some people were comedians that did that, and then other people were like journalists. I'm like, you're, I don't think you're joking here. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're confused. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that was one of the directions we went on the website. The Polaroids have been 
we need to buy more of the principal things. We have our last cartridge left. Yeah, uh, really... But I think that's a good investment. Oh, yeah. People love them. I, I, and honestly, I shared so much. I um, love one. We do it. So if you're not following the Instagram account, you should. My friend's basement studio. But what we do is like when someone records in here, we take a picture of them and their guests with the Polaroid. And then later, Connor will take a picture uh, like an Instagram story of that Polaroid over the space, like kind of overlaid yeah. and tag them both. And what's nice is like the people whose podcast it is usually share it. The guest usually share it, shares it. And it's kind of good for getting the word out. It's, but it's simple. I love when a show comes here and they have a guest and when they're getting set up, the guest is just looking through the wall of Polaroids. And yeah. Like, wow. And a lot of people come here, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really nice. And it's just like a pat, like the Polaroid too. It's again, showcasing them. Mm -hmm. It's not, we usually don't say too much unless it's like a, take a listen, but a lot of the shows still haven't launched. So it's yeah. just like, get ready. Yeah. Dude, I'm, we can, we can talk about, okay. So website, love the website. Looks great. We kept it simple. Yep. We kept it straightforward. We also have this podcast on the landing page there, which yep. is kind of cool. Um, but moving on to launching podcasts now. Yeah. So we got, I've been thinking about, I'm like, we have a few pod podcasts that have launched themselves. And our big one was the S&D launch recently. Yeah. And that, seeing what that has encompassed, I'm like, oh, wow. This is, this is probably the next phase of our business. It shows fully launching, wanting clips, wanting like sub videos, stuff like that. Just like, all these like little elements that go together. And it's a, uh, there's gonna be a lot on the horizon, I think. Yeah. I just, I want to say this too about the launches before we move, uh, the website before we move on to the launch fully is that we launched a lot of, uh, so we, the same time we did a big campaign on Instagram um, that we launched the website. But the website, the intention was for people to reach out to us and learn more about us through the website. Yeah. But still, for the next, three to four weeks uh, how long is the website uh, maybe two weeks two to three weeks um everyone was still reaching out to us on instagram yep. and that's still happening that's where we're getting the most traction but now just now we're having people reach out through the website nice which is interesting i'm i'm curious to see how people start to figure that out because um someone recently and this connects back to the snd launch we are cutting clips so the social media clips in-house for snd mm -hmm. Um, and someone saw a clip with your wife in it. Uh, My wife. <laughs> and uh, congrats. Max has also got yeah. married. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Between the last yeah. podcast and this one, I got married. <laughs> Real wedding to come sometime next year or something. But yeah. I got courthouse married. So uh, congrats. Thank you. The um, So they saw the clip. With my wife in it. Yes. <laughs> Clicked on because S and D tags us, which is very kind of them. Mm -hmm. They go to there and then they go to our website from there and then mm -hmm. send us a message versus just sending us a DM. Yeah, which was an interesting thing. It's just like a lot of the business side is tracking how people engage with us. Yeah. and putting more effort there. Um, and then we also had a bigger comedian just be like, "Do you want to just edit things for us?" So I think we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute but it is just like the website the intention of the website was to have people reach out to us through there but people weren't and now people are slowly starting to well, migrate because i think i think what it is before it's like okay they we know people knew us personally yeah. and they're like okay well i'll just hit them up and yeah. we'll talk but now people who know us less and less or even who might still know us personally what they're what they're going to do is they're going to go to the podcast instagram they're going to yeah. see it and be like okay i want to know more but Maybe like I can save a few steps by just going to the website and reading what they yeah. offer and stuff. So it's yeah. like before it was like, okay, people are coming to us. We send them our whole spiel and our rates yeah. and all that. But now it's like all that, everything but the rates is taken care of where it's like, oh, they can go to the website. They can look, see what the services are, see like kind of what the vibe is. And mm -hmm. then they can reach out through there to get our rates or set up a tour and stuff like that. So Well, I also think it's just the another pro to not having the rates on there and i just realized that is if we had just the rates of our recordings we would have pigeonholed our business yeah we would have said oh this person reached out just for us to cut clips for them or just to edit their podcast they would have been like oh it's just recording right so that's another pro i just realized definitely is because yeah. i think in my brain when we started this i was like yeah just recording is fine but then once we kind of got rolling on it i was like Oh, this could be like so much more. And we can have just recording as like a side piece to yeah. our main business. But 
in like four years, who knows if we're even going to be doing, <laughs> we'll be doing recording. I think it'll be a subsection of our business, which yeah. is always kind of another thing yeah. uh, in some ways. But the, I think the demand for recording is, you know, it's as big as it is. It's like, okay, uh, demand for recording is $12. The demand for cutting clips and other social services, social media services is like $36, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it is. I don't have a quantity, but like, yeah, it's, there, those aren't like the a, real rates. If those you aren't are, the real yeah, rates. Yeah. No, no, no. But the, so talking about the S&D launch happening at the same time, um, S&D launched and we have a launch guide. We've talked about it on this show. Mm -hmm. The launch guide is a lot of higher level stuff of like, here's what you need to know, but you're still going to need to figure out some stuff. Yeah. It's like, just here's kind of a checklist for you. Um, but there's, once you get into it, there's so many pieces to the actual launch when you're doing something that's social media heavy mm -hmm. um, or like targeting towards the growth because like female intern, fan, fantastic show, like doing really well, but there's not a lot of the, we're not cutting clips. It's audio only. There's not the YouTube section, and that's very manageable. And I think that's perfect for that show because mm -hmm. it is really intimate. Yeah. And like the fact that you don't put people on camera allows them to be a little bit more intimate. It's like really, really well thought out. But that is a different level of work mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, releasing episodes. And that is very manageable. Yeah. Um, that goes back to managing expectations, like kind of right in the, the right wheelhouse for that show as it's gaining steam and it is gaining steam. Yeah. But for S and D it's like that show it's prank calls. Um, <laughs> it's built for YouTube. Yeah. It's built to have clips on social media and we're learning about certain clients, like where their skill sets lie. And also we're very intentional of like, you may be able to do this, but also we can probably do it better or more efficiently. Right. And you save your time. We've talked about that all the time. Yeah. Uh, but just like, don't stress yourself out about stuff that you're not actually passionate about doing. Cause that is how you get burnt out on a podcast. Um, so we like, it was very hands-on for me. David Dobbins, the D to S and D. Uh, <laughs> the he, D. Well, he lives here. Yeah. And so we like had a lot of time spent together, a lot of late nights. And I realized through that process, I'm like, oh, it's really convenient that he lives here because we can talk about this. But there are yeah. going to be clients. The next one that does this, that needs us to be more hands-on, is not going to live here. Right. And it's important to have boundaries and set expectations of how we're going to meet, how many revisions we're going to do, yeah. all that stuff. And I think that's important, but it's also like, I don't think the amount of hands-on-ness yeah. that we will be providing will be less during that initial launch time i think we'll be able to navigate it better just mm. like you said but i do think it's going to be like it's kind of a hectic time and it's also like you're gonna have the, the first episode is going to do really well and then your numbers are going to start to drop so there's also the hand holding of like don't worry about yeah. that you're figuring out who the people that just clicked on it because they're friendly and who are yeah. the people that actually want to watch it mm -hmm. um but it was, I mean, if we actually go down the list, we've talked about our launch guide before, but if you're talking about full YouTube social media launch, you need to have clips ready to go to promo, clips uh, ready to go for the actual episode. Um, you need to have your YouTube set up. You need to have your thumbnails set up for both YouTube and Instagram. You need to have your episode titles done, which we've got a lot of questions about episode titles from the people that are here. Ooh, um, and then, uh, you need to have your description set up, all the links set up in your description. And then if you're on YouTube, you might as well go ahead and add all your branding that yep. you need there, including the banner. <laughs> Please stop. stop yes. Stop. <laughs> and you're then gonna stress me out. Yeah, no, it's, but that's the type of thing where yeah. like, we're, we're holding the hands of people that are experiencing that for the first time. Yeah. And then they go, oh no, we have to do this every week. But or some it, of it. But some yeah, of some of it. That's the big thing is you don't have to do some of it. You got to do all of it once and you have to do some of it every week. Yes. And that's, and usually like when you start getting into it, you can make your clips and your thumbnails more formulaic so you can keep making them. But if you're going to keep doing unique ones every single time, it can be a lot. But also it's like, Dude, we're taking care of your editing and the recording. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you got free time to figure that out, or that, you can pay us. That's the piece of it. Like, um, what? Like, I, I actually didn't even think about it until just now. I didn't think we would be that hands-on during anyone's process. Mm. In part because we've just always done it ourselves, right? 
Um, but it makes sense for the rate of uh, failure is the wrong word. Failure is too strong of a word, but the rate of dropping a podcast, stopping a podcast, yeah, that that becomes burdensome for a lot of people, yeah. And so, like, we have worked with S and D, and we're I, like, I've been explaining to people like we're really trying to meet our clients where they are. If you're here to record with your buddies and have a fun time. We have the perfect setup for you. But if you're trying to turn it into a business, mm -hmm. set up a Patreon, maybe go after sponsorships, that's a whole different mentality. And like, I don't think either of us have ever been like pushing people into something they don't want, which is something I already set up top. But like, if people do want it, then we are ready to deliver it. But we also really need to be clear about like, this is what the work is going to be. And like, here's how we can help. And like, I think we're going to have three or four more of those conversations, maybe even before the year ends. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just with the podcast we already know we have in-house. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be busy. It's going to be busy. It's going to be a lot, but it's very, it's very encouraging. It gives me a lot of hope for this business because the demand is there. Like no question, no question about it. Like, and there's a lot of like, as we've said before, a lot of people want to do these things, but don't have the technical know-how or the time and we just provide that and even myself <laughs> what's crazy is doing this process for s and D. I i was like oh all those stand-up clips and roast battle clips that i just don't want to make but i should make i literally can just pay someone to do it i never yeah. it never occurred to me because like so much of stand-up comedy is you pull your own weight through everything even like with my own podcast is i pull my weight yeah. the whole way and I'll, then when we started doing this stuff i was like i could just pay someone to do this that's, yeah <laughs> i didn't know i was allowed to do that that's i mean that's i mean we I, i've talked about this for a long time um on this podcast and off but there is a changing the culture that needs to happen for this studio excuse me there's a changing of the culture that needs to happen for this studio to be successful mm -hmm. which is that comedians uh, stand-up comics in particular um, need to get over the individualistic mindset. Yeah, we're yeah. alone on stage. Yeah, it's probably better to write alone for a lot of reasons. But also, like, we are in this creative venture together. And, like, we need to recognize our strengths and weaknesses. Yes. And find people that make our weaknesses stronger. And also, like, self-identify. It kind of even falls into the self-care category of, like, yeah. I should not be doing this because it will <laughs> it will drive me insane. I will claw my eyes out if I have to capture another video. <laughs> but it's one of those, like, just there are people that are willing to do it. Mm -hmm. We need to work together. But it's also, like, a lot of us don't have a lot of money. Yeah. And so it's, it's like training people to be willing to invest in themselves Absolutely. or even not even not even to invest in themselves but learning training uh, teaching them that that's an option yeah it's like you instead of being overwhelmed by the work you'd be like oh, okay i actually don't need to be overwhelmed because this is i can literally just have someone help me yeah because it's we don't need to do it alone right exactly and it's it's so good and like the the podcasting experience is inherently very communal. Yeah. Like the stand up thing, I can see it t taking a while to be like, oh, I should pay someone to do my clips. But in this yeah. world now, it's like kind of opening up where it's like all of our shows that we have, a lot of them are the the hosts are being guests on other yeah, shows that are cool. here, which is great. Noah Schneider's coming back to do a new podcast with it. And then Noah's also on. Uh the Tony Awards this week. Nice. Yeah. And that's one thing. We have a group chat with all of our podcast yeah. hosts. And the Tony Awards uh, with Samantha Prosser and Jake Everhart, they just came into the group chat and they're like, hey, we're about to start our next round of episodes. And you all get first dibs on being guests, which I thought was so cool. Because yeah, like, they're, they're just like, yeah, we they're, they just want to have a fun show and they'll put every single person on that wants to be on it. Yeah. And so I really like that. I like that community building. And also like as time passes right like this is like sophomore year junior year of studio type stuff right mm -hmm. like i think i've said this before but i'm really looking forward to once we have a bunch of these shows launched yeah. all the viewers are going to be like wait i've seen that studio before wait i've seen that yeah before over here yet and we're not even like we're gaining steam but we're not even really on a lot of people's radars but like once once it gets there a couple years from now like people are going to recognize this and there's going to be a lot of curiosity and I want to be like, like we're, our girl is like maybe like a network or a media company of some type. And it's kind of reminding me of like 
like old internet videos, like old YouTube videos, when you would have like these crossovers between people and be like, oh, they're all friends. Like they all know each other. Like that's yeah. so cool. And like we're building up the uh, BCU, the basement cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of like, yeah, there's a lot of positivity. Mm. We touched about it at, uh, about it at the beginning, starting to do things that we didn't expect. Um, and it's really like, specifically just editing shows yeah and then the clip making and it's like the clip making is almost the biggest side of the business on the biggest untapped side of the business because yes you can cut 40 clips from a podcast and um you know they also don't need to record here they can still be doing it on their own it's like we're really putting forward of like we'll help you in whatever capacity you want you don't need to record here mm -hmm. um like let's just be a part of this cool project um and i i really would not be surprised yeah like we said up top like if those things outgross mm. our business yeah our, our, our what we thought was our core business yeah um it actually yeah it will like for the packages we are making for people like the bigger packages um because that is something we're doing with the the clients s and d we sat down we were like hey we know we're going to be you're looking for more commitment from us we want to help you with that mm -hmm. um let's devise a custom package of like that fits your budget that was a big thing we went through it was like what works what doesn't um and then basically it's like all right we're not only recording but we're cutting clips while we're cutting youtube videos for you um and then like the consulting stuff we offered other things that they want to take on but yeah those things actually looking at it will out uh, the ancillary am i using is that the word i'm thinking of? i don't know that word uh yeah that's not helpful <laughs> what the, do ants have to do with this huh <laughs> um the the stuff outside of the recording though will outgross the just the plain recording for that so the, in theory yeah. like just looking at it, that perspective that is the 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 bigger side of the business that we're not even tapping into yet especially because the unfortunate reality for people our age and older is that marketing your podcast, a lot of it comes down to being on TikTok and like posting regularly on TikTok or Instagram reels and having that clip content. Like my, my like Gundam podcast, I know I bring it up all the time, but it's such a, I'm having a great time experimenting with the differences between having multiple podcasts and multiple strategies. Mm -hmm. That one, we don't need clips or anything. We're just promoting directly through the communities who are engaging with this like show and this type of content and just posting online. Like I just text post. I don't even like put images. I just like text post. Here's the link to listen. Yeah. And like we just broke, we have seven episodes and we just broke uh, like 600 listens. Yeah. We just had one pass 100, which is cool. So it's like, those aren't insane numbers, but we're also in a very specific niche. So it's like, it's good. And the, so that approach has been easy, but like my podcast, is like don't quit your day job, my main podcast. I'm like, oh, this is really, this is really going to boil down to, can I get this in front of as many people as possible? Can I get these, the best clips, mo like super widespread TikTok, Instagram, they need yeah. to go to as many people as possible. I don't know. Something about it, I've I have had uh this is a cool development. I'm gonna pat myself on the back for this one. Don't quit your day job. Two two week periods in a row had the most uh listenership of all time for Damn, like it's congrats. Length. Thank you. The uh this is a managing expectations type thing, but like when I first started, you know, it's like, oh, I was getting like fifteen listens per episode, which was what we were getting towards the end of small town radio. So yeah. I'd already tempered my expectations. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. It's low. It's fine. And when I look at my uh, listenership over time, there's, of course, spikes and dips and stuff like that. But the volume under that curve is growing like continuously. It's always getting bigger. And it's like if I just took the time to make more clips and post them on TikTok or something, I could rake in probably a lot more. But. And, and that's the piece of like the, going to the business side of right. it. I mean, clips, clips de depending on the, the type of show, can take a decent amount of time. Yes. And so it's like that is the decision of like how much commitment am I going to give to this? Yeah. Because I know I can grow it 
uh, but I need to either do it myself or I need to pay someone else to do it. And it's it's just like a listen. What money you motivates <laughs> you. Pay someone to do a clip, they'll do it. Like oh yeah. If if you told me if I was sitting there at my desk, like ugh. I should make a clip. And then you were like, I'll give you $30. I'll give you $40, whatever it might be. I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think one other fun development is we have gotten to the point where we're seeing all this stuff coming up. Mm -hmm. Like We know uh, our volume under the curve is also growing. Yeah. Um, Oh, also one thing about that too, just in general, tip for managing expectations. If you made it this far into the episode, it's like, your volume under the curve isn't established in your first couple episodes. You're literally just, the first couple episodes are just distilling who actually is going to listen to your podcast yeah. every week. Yep. And it's like, you just got to be okay with that. You got to see the numbers dropping and go, that's okay. Those 25 people in the, the third episode probably also listen to the first one. Yep. And they're going to stick with me. Like You don't you don't really know until you're like 10 or 15. I yeah. Think. Like, it's such a long game. And like, Every podcast has like a launch, like honeymoon, pruning, and then like a regrowth of like established listenership. And it's really like for the hosts, it's our jobs to be like, just enjoy doing the show as much as possible. That's what's going to keep you going because you do have a good thing. Just Mm -hmm. weather the storm because this is literally what happens to every single podcast. Yeah. Um, That every single indie podcast. Yeah. Um, because our <laughs> podcast had launched with huge backings, but that's not us. Um, but yeah, the the exciting thing that's happening too is as we see us starting to grow. Excuse me, I don't know if we talked about this the last time, but around the last episode we recorded, we decided we weren't going to be taking money from the business and we we're going to reinvest it. <laughs> and, and boy, do I wish I had not done that approaching Christmas time. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um. But the we're not making we're making some we're I think we're exceeding our expectations, but our expectations yeah. weren't very high, right? Um, but the piece of it is we um, we're using that money to start to hire people because yeah. we just see like it's going to be a mess. We're actually gonna be sitting down after this to like talk about next steps for the people we've done interviews with. But it's like we also need to now take our own advice yeah be like all right let's offload it the nice part is we're not paying out of pocket we're paying from the business Mm -hmm. but it is exciting to be like i I, there's a few fun developments that have come from that one Mm -hmm. i think hiring people is going to have more people as invested in to bring people into the space as we are yes so we're growing our guerrilla marketing capacity Mm -hmm. um i do think there are downsides potentially if like working relationships don't develop the right way like it yeah. could be bad because we only have positive word of mouth right now but it's like I, I don't I'm not worrying about that stuff yeah Um, but that is just like a possibility putting it out there in the universe but I'm only putting it in manifesting the good stuff yeah but the um, the other piece is we've talked about um, launching more shows through our network yes our, our not podcast network but YouTube channel of really like seasonal fun like we're, we're going to experiment with the space and then potentially let the people that work here be a part of that process yeah. if they have a show like hey you're already working for us come use it come develop it the the caveat is it's going to be promoting the larger brand versus right. um just being your own show because in, in a nutshell it's like instead of helping someone produce a podcast that's all theirs yeah this would be us producing like video content that's hours but allowing them to have the ideas and like yeah and produce it's like it. they're happy to, if they want to rent the space or something yeah. and do their own show of course they still do that and like uh, i don't we can talk about what that looks like in the future but there is a piece of like i mean if this grows if our personal brand grows there's more opportunities for people to get paid yeah. there's more clips to be cut um we start to get into those alternative revenue streams from creating content mm-hmm. um but I think like there's a number of benefits to actually growing your team. And I think that's also true for podcasts in general. Like if we're cutting clips for your show, we're like really invested in seeing these clips do well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have more people in your corner. Um, yeah. But we're, we're deciding to do that probably earlier than maybe into, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's good to have people. I got some, I got some ideas in the chamber. Oh yeah. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's also uh, more time. But I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. We're, it's kind of exciting. I think producing stuff in-house just under the studio's name 
is going to be great. Like, this is obviously the first of those projects. This is yeah. like a more continual thing. Yeah. But, like, I love, I love the idea of doing like a five episode of something. Five yeah. episodes of a podcast format or a video podcast or just like a video. Just because, <laughs> like I said, like, don't quit your day job. I just released episode 115 as of recording right now. So that like weekly grind has never changed. And starting shows that have a definite endpoint sounds so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll we'll do a lot of fun stuff. And I think that also clears up a number of issues from the marketing side. Yeah. We're like talking about tutorials, which maybe we still like maybe they maybe. get baked in here. I think actually baking them into these and then cutting clips might be the way to go. We'll talk about it. But the uh I just, that doesn't excite. Every time I thought about it, I was like, I just don't want to be a tutorial. Like, this is how you, we'll teach you it. We will. We're you not going to, we go to, our website and for, go to our website and email us. We'll teach you whatever. Okay. Yeah. We'll hop oh. on a call. We'll teach you. But like, yeah. <laughs> prepping content. Mm -mm. <sighs> yeah. It's like highly cut and stuff. Like, it would do well, but I don't want to create a YouTube channel about, I, I've already tried that once during the pandemic. I was like, this is not me. Yeah. Um, I, I applaud anyone who does YouTube tutorials. You all are angels, okay? Yeah. But I don't know. That's not the vibe. Do we want to... I know we're kind of coming towards our time. Do you want to talk about the positives from the week? Uh, before we get into that, I do. Yeah. you touched on something very briefly earlier that I do want to get your thoughts on. Yeah. Episode titles. Oh, yeah. So, so what have people been asking? What? Just like, how would you do it? Because you look at... A lot of podcasts have different ways to mm -hmm. do it. If you look at older, more developed podcasts, it's they're formulaic, mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's like uh, Joe Rogan experience, JRE episode, like one, and just a number name of guests. Yeah, with like two bears, one cave, and then other shows like have, um, you know, a little bit more of a cat clickbaity title, but then still that after. And I do think so. People were asking, do we just do the formulaic one? Do we do something else? Um, S&D asked this, and then Worthless Clowns, Brittany Cardwell and Ali O'Neill asked about this almost in the same time as each other. Mm. Um, I just hadn't really thought about it too much. But my instinct was these shows that have fully established fan bases, hosts, that's fine for them. But we are in a new age where we're... we're we're trying so hard for people's attention mm -hmm. that um, we should be more creative. You should have a title that gauges people's interest mm. right away. The way I title things is the clickbaity thing, uh, line, vertical line. I don't know what that's actually called. It's not an M dash or an N dash. It's the vertical line. Yeah, yeah. And then episode number and like show name, episode number. So that's all the information is there. But I would say if you're really just going YouTube, like, trying to get the views or growing on social media, just do the, the catchy name. Because you can I, put it in the description. You can put all that other information somewhere else. See, I think I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a little bit of that, but I'm kind of opposite. So as a podcast listener, one thing that drives me crazy is when I read uh, an article or like a Reddit post or someone, and someone says, oh, this person was on this podcast and they had a great talk about it, right? Then you go to that podcast page and the episodes aren't numbered, so you just have mm. to scroll, and it's visually very hard. So interesting. What I've, what I do for Don't Quit Your Day Job, and I wish I might, I might go through and edit all these titles because I literally say episode number dash name and then uh, colon uh, whatever their topic is. Yeah. I like I want to what I do to do for the Gundam podcast now is I just do E one dash and then the the episode that we're reviewing and then our own episode because I I need some type of chronologic like some cataloging or index but spelling out episode was a big mistake on my part uh I I wish I hadn't done it maybe I'll go back and just change them all to E one E two stuff like that but I also think the clickbaity title I like your idea. I think what I would do if I was going to start a new show right now was I would just I would do like maybe just like one like a number to start be like S1 E1 and then dash and then something like like you know I ate a frog this week or something and yeah. then with guest name. Yeah, I also think when guests share it like if your family is like, "Oh, we heard you on like we saw that you were on a podcast, where can we listen to that?" You say 
oh, it's on, this is the podcast link, or like, it's on this show, and I'm on episode 17 or whatever. Yeah, you convinced me. I do think like EP, I do the EP. EP. EP dot number line title with so-and-so. So that way, I guess it makes sense because I was even, I was on the, of the mind of like clickbait, clickbait thing then line episode number but there is something if you're trying to find it quickly having yeah. it be the first thing that makes a lot of sense but i also think if you're really good at it you or you just take a little bit extra time you could be like all right there's no more than three words and then it's always still going to be visible because you can go over the visible space on like spotify right, right so i think there's like but having that number very easy to identify for scrolling purposes yeah, I think we should. Uh, there we go. We figured it out. Yeah, like a little bit of indexing, but I think as long as you have the index in there, you can do whatever you want with the title. Well, but having the guest name is important. Yeah, well. yeah. Um, all right. Things. Uh, positive takeaways from the last month. I know we talked about a lot of stuff, but there's anything. Let's see. Studio related. Uh, positive takeaways. I think um, it was my wife. Getting uh, one of the hottest S and D clips because uh, she I nailed that the, prank call. We got uh, like five thousand views in the first five thousand views and one hundred fifty <laughs> likes in the first uh, day. Yeah, so I, I mean, I love that. I was so happy to see it, and <laughs> Lee was literally like, "I've gotten more validation from other comedians over that prank call than I have for any of it my got, jokes." <laughs> it got shared in the first twenty four hours twenty times too. Yeah, like that was that was a really high share volume and i didn't get to see like it wasn't just people i knew mm -hmm. um but also like why didn't instagram throw more support behind it it was a lot of like yeah our network of people because it's i that's it's super cool but we also have a clip now that has almost 450 likes on our page we have 390 followers or yeah. 380 followers but it's literally like every person that's watched it over the last month because we posted this two months ago mm -hmm. just likes it our views has about the same number of views as Lee's. listen if you worry about the algorithm all the time no, no, your no. stomach is gonna get nuts i know <laughs> i have adopted the approach of like that's also i want to hire we're hiring video editor and social media it's yeah. like they take care of it i just look at like analytics on like a high level thing of like all right this is what's working this is what's not yeah um and don't spend as much time worrying about it but it's like this has 450 likes which is three times the amount that lee's has mm -hmm. which is doing great um but we have the same almost the same number of views i'm like instagram just pick a lane yeah just <laughs> also yeah. just give us what we want yeah i think but. well that clip's doing really well and that clip also attracted a potential new client that we're yeah. touring with today amazing yeah so that one was great that's my studio related i'm going to do yeah. The second part is um, from one my, from my Gundam podcast. This is podcast related, but yeah. it's a kind of a cool thing that is also a lessons learned in a way. It's yeah. kind of a compound thing. I should mention this earlier, but basically, we watch this episode of this anime every week. Yeah, and we also say up top if you have um, if you have any questions, you got any beef, you got any theories about the show, just email us at and we plug the email address. And what's and really dope is our last episode, we had five pieces of listener mail to, cool. to read. All from people we don't know Sweet. and all over the world. It's very cool. It was very exciting to read. The lessons learned, though, was that because it's a heavily written anime, these listener mails are very long because people's like theories about how these things connect. And so my lessons learned is if you have a show where you're getting like a lot of listener mail about what's going on, Maybe do a separate listener mail episode, like as a bonus, like every couple weeks. I think the the route that we're taking is I just like, like I <laughs> I was so nice about it. I was like, guys, thank you so much for listening. I, I am so honored that you guys would write in and like or want to interact with the show. It makes me feel so good. I'm so grateful for this. But like, keep it to five sentences, like keep it to a manageable volume because I want to read all of your listener mails in the show. But if it's like, if it's like eight paragraphs, it, yeah. it, it, it kind of chug well, it kind of gums up the flow of the episode a little bit i think what you should do potentially is to not to uh to not deter people from putting everything down is do a tldr up oh, top i also did say you if you want to 
you can say, read this in the episode, don't great, read this in great, the episode. Great. Yeah, I think that's because it's like cool that people are so invested. It's it, like, I love you, it. it yeah. I'm like, I've never gotten listener mail before. We tried so hard with Small Town Radio. And like, I mean, Jack Swimer. Yeah, Jack Swimer. We had a few recommendations. That show, that honestly, that show. Dude, I will go to Jack Swimer's funeral one day. It could be 90 years from now, and I'll be like, I'll be like, he was the only one who wrote into small town radio. <laughs> um, honestly, we could do that as a limited run. I think that might do that might hit. Ooh, a small town. Yeah. I'd be so down to bring it back. <laughs> I'm like, especially. We still got now. stickers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people people are asking. Um, but people are yeah. asking who's asking. Jack Swimer. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Carthus asked about it too. Nice. Um, oh, he wrote in, didn't he? Yeah, a few people did. Amber okay. Shock, he wrote in. Um, but I think maybe we just throw that back in. Maybe that's kind of one of those early ones we just like get the troops rallied. Yeah, I think that we should do that. It'd be a, that's a because I know we talked about doing a re reunion episode, but now that we want to do an in-house podcast, yeah. what, like ten episodes. Yeah, a real. Uh, yeah, we can have guests too. We want to do that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think. I think. Um, yeah, so fan mail, very fun. Yeah. It feels the best. Uh, oh, I also have been catching myself. Uh, I'm trying to call it trick, make my brain say listener mail, not fan mail. I want listener mail because I think fan mail sounds a little, oh, like everybody loves us. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Listener mail thing is a better way to go. But keep it short. Uh, if you want to get listener mail on your show, if you're the type of show that will get listener mail, my recommendation is either put it all in a separate episode or just have a way to instruct your listeners. I mean, like, keep it short, keep it a reasonable length, you yeah. know, because it's it's literally like I read two emails up top this episode. They were like a little bit quicker. And then there was three at the back end that were heavier. So we got through all of our stuff. And then I just speed read like through all these, like every section. OK, what do you think? OK, next. Like, yeah, and it, it kind of it interrupts the flow. So, yeah. Just keep it short. But I, if you're, if one of you has made it here, <laughs> all the way down my chain of links and projects, yeah. uh, just it, I am grateful. It is a wonderful experience. But you got to keep 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 quality up. Keep things rolling. You know. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think we've talked a lot about this stuff. I think like I'm super grateful. Like I got teary about some of this stuff. Like when we get new things sent our way, because it is like. Not enough sunlight. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> Crying because no. you're, you're sad about being in the basement. Well, there's a, there's a few other <laughs> elements rolling in the background. But I do think it's like I quit my job for this. And it was like a big risk. I like knew it was it, like worst case scenario is going to find another job. And um, we just have a studio to use. Yeah. Um, but it's been growing so much faster. And like I don't it's just a good reputation right now. And that's really rewarding to be like, all right, I kind of went out on a limb with this thing. And it's been an idea that I've had for such a long time. Yeah. That it's like, oh, we're getting like it's it's been more rewarding than I thought. It it has the same feeling as like running a successful comedy show. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I've got some we've we have something that we built that people want to be a part of. Yeah, and but we're also making more money than most comedy shows. Oh, by a long <laughs> shot. Um, <laughs> but that's not to say we're making a lot. It's just saying a lot of comedy shows don't make yeah. much of anything. But the, um, yeah, I think like that has been really cool, especially the other stuff of like, it, the other ancillary, let's say it's a real word. Ancillary. I real hope, really hope it is not something very offensive. You could say secondary or secondary, tertiary. tertiary. Yeah. Um, primary, secondary, but it's it's proving that we're becoming an authority in this space. Yeah, which is the ultimate goal of like people just like oh we're gonna turn to these people. Yeah, because it's like we don't know where else to go. This is a useful resource, and they've proven that they're doing it well. Mm -hmm. So that's very rewarding. I'd say the other thing, uh, we started a Reddit, which you're, oh, yeah. you're taking care of, and I feel like those little things of like I got my thumbs pounding away out there. It's just like helping other people. With that stuff, that's kind of what this business is yes. about. And it's also like, there's just like so many of the solutions to uh, technical problems that we've had in this studio or other work has been um, found, figured out through Reddit. Yeah. So if we can help other people, like we can grow, like we can help any type of shows, but just being like, oh, we're, we're getting more involved in the broader mm -hmm. podcasting world, I think is really cool. Yeah. I mean, I basically this week, I mean, you can you can follow us on Reddit. I think it's my underscore friends underscore basement. Um, 
pretty easy. But this week, let's say, I just been like following the podcasting subreddits and trying to comment and help where I can. Yeah, I'm, I like it's you can't burn yourself out and answer every no, question. No, no, you but gotta... like the um, let's see, I helped someone with marketing. I, just, mm. I basically someone the was asking hole. how to yeah the watering hole thing which should have sent it to our episode yeah <laughs> well this would have been the marketing episode yeah so, so I, I commented like oh yeah go to where your listeners are and stuff like that and they're like thank you smiley couch and they're yeah. like this makes so much sense um and then I helped someone with some episode titles which was nice. good and then just today on my way here I uh, someone was asking about like I think they're like kind of like newer more casual or casual podcasters who were like how do we like make sure we keep an hour of content like engaging my suggestions were like because they said their topics were kind of like they pick a topic every week and they discuss and i said well how like if you pick a more narrow theme and you apply a structure to the show you can reach an hour easily well i think there's two sides of it and we've already gone past an hour this is wow yeah just a little bit um but I think there's also, I'm trying to tell more people this too. And it's, I think it's more specific to potentially to comedy podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't always need to fill the time. No, you don't. That's, that's, you don't. You that's, that's the end of it. Like, <laughs> even like, there are, there are great comedy podcasts that are like 45 minutes, which I think is, my, my approach is, I love, my show is not a comedy podcast. So an hour and a half is just like, I think interviews don't get good until 45 minutes in. That's mm-hmm. just how it is. But a comedy podcast, a comedy podcast is only 45 minutes. You listen to it on your commute or like you're at work, you listen to it. It leaves you wanting more for next week. Yeah, you're you, like, oh, this is just like the right amount of satisfying, but like I want to hear the next one. You should, uh, yeah, anyone sh- who's thinking about a show should think about their value proposition. Mm-hmm. Um, just like that's what audiences will want. But when you also start to think about that, you think about how to structure the show because it ultimately is like, yeah, you you should have like something niche down, but also like I, we've seen podcasts in here. It's like, oh, we have ten minutes left, and they'll just talk about things. Like ah, this wasn't really like what the whole episode, the vibe of the episode was. Now, right. like feeling times like, and I've told that to people. Like, you don't, you don't like. Of course, you can do whatever you want. It's your time, mm-hmm. but also like, you don't always need to feel that pressure just to fill time for filling time's sake. Yeah. Um, Focus on putting together the best thing possible. Yes, exactly. I find it just, yeah. You said it all. That's it. All right. That's our fan mail. Our fan mail just stealing other people's questions on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, guys. Go to the website. Check it out. Myfriendsbasement.studio. Yeah. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe. Yeah, uh, please do that. Follow us on Instagram. I think our links are on the website as yep. well. Uh, so follow us everywhere, guys. Uh, in my personal, you can follow me at Asparaguts, which is like asparagus with guts at the end for yep. Instagram. Um, and then you can click the link in my bio for all my projects. Yeah. Uh, at Connor Kfiechen with an underscore in between. Nice. I'll let you figure out where the underscore is. Nice. And all those links will be in the episode description. Yep. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any other questions for us, you can drop it in the comments. You can send us an email via our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you want. But yeah. if you have extra questions or want us to cover a specific topic, maybe you're unsure about something, just let us know. We're happy to help. And we'd yeah. rather chit-chat about it in a longer episode than uh, do a tutorial episode. <laughs> <show>. <laughs> oh. all, all right, right, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening.